of you who are uh, here in our live audience, we do have the I Run Far store back there. We're selling t-shirts, buffs, dry max socks. Take a sticker as you leave, of course. Uh, for our online audience, you can shop right now as you watch at irunfar.com slash store. Thank you for helping keep I Run Far afloat. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. All right. Okay, so we're back again with Nebraska's own Casey Lichtai. This is five years in a row for you. Yes. You're the 2015 champion of the race. 16, 2016 champion of the race. Um, and I, we, spoke, we spoke to Stephanie Violet this morning and I asked her the same question. Looking back now on these five years and particularly having won the race, which is something that very few of us will ever be able to even dream about doing. What has that meant to you as an athlete? athlete as a person to be able to be the Western States champion and what does it mean to you to come back to the race so many years in a row? Definitely this race has become part of who I am as a person. Um, I just the community and everything about it and so I just want to keep coming back and experiencing it and seeing all the new people that are coming and them getting the chance to run this race so it's, it's been a really life-changing moment. Good. So, <laughs> if the if the live audience doesn't know, that's Andy Jones Wilkins. If the online, I'm sure the online audience heard AJW's arrival here. Um, I want to ask about something that I'm seeing in the women's American ultra running contingent right now. There is a real um, evolution towards the idea of competing with women as opposed to competing against. And I almost feel like it started at this race in the last three or four years with the picnics that you guys have at Sunrise on the Escarpment. Can you talk about your, yeah, your sunrise dates and can you talk about what's going on with women's American ultra running in that, in that spirit right now? Definitely, um, like for us that we are out here, we came to this type of sport because of the community and the involvement of being together and seeing like, you know, our friends doing the same things that we are, it's, it's a sense of community again and just being able to be together, enjoying the sunrise and knowing that we're all in this together, 100 miles, we're going to help each other along the way. You may be first, you may be second, you know, it doesn't matter as long as we're having the best day and we're all friends and that's what's important like that's what this is about is that we are all friends and rather being a competitor you're trying to compete against yourself and to help others along the way so last year you were at this race and you had I don't know is it fair to call it an epic of sorts from the oh, river yeah. in oh yeah and I mean it, it took the companionship of women right it was a it was like a women's journey on to the finish so um yeah what does it mean to like keep coming back to this race that's just got like such a strong positive female presence and maybe tell the story about how yeah. Stephanie kind of picked you that's up there true. at your low point yeah so at the river I was uh, having the lowest point you can imagine and I was sitting there for probably over an hour sitting there contemplating on whether to get my wristband cut or not and I was just I didn't think I could have it in me to you know walk 20, 20 more miles to the finish and so I had my own pity party and I sat there and thought about it more and more and more and Stephanie Stephanie Case if you haven't heard of her she's an amazing runner an amazing person she come in and sat down and she started just like chatting along 
her crew brought her like chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. She's eating these and like having the time of her life. And she's like, oh yeah, I had like thrown up like just about two minutes ago. I'm doing really well, but I'm just gonna keep going. And she's like, what, why are you here? She's like, I don't expect to see you. And I said, I wasn't expecting to be here, but you know, things happen during 100 miles and I just can't get myself out of this hole. And she's like, well, you're finishing, right? And I said, oh, I don't think so. And she's like, oh, you're finishing. <laughs> and she basically, she said, yeah, she pulled me up out of my chair, threw a light on around my waist and said, let's go to the river. We're going. And she drug me to the river. We got in the boat and I said, okay, you can get me this far, but I'm getting across and I'm just going to drop at Greengate. And then I started going and she picked my spirits up. Everybody else around there was. And I got across the river and I said, okay, Miguel, we're finishing this. And Miguel's my pacer. And we, uh, that's what happened. If it wasn't for her and her bringing me out of that really deep hole I had dug myself in, I wouldn't have finished. So the sense of community and something I will never forget. Awesome. Sorry, we're just trying to tell AJ. We're trying to tell AJ to shut up from uh, the front of the Somebody can please away. take care of that. <laughs> well, not to go from one difficult experience to another, but shortly after UTMB last year, I think you had a pretty serious injury. Um, and I, I'm not entirely sure what it was, but maybe if you could sort of walk us through what your injury was and, and how your progression has been to recover and heal from that and how your body's feeling now leading up to Western States. Sure, so after UTMB, I did the mistake of not recovering well and I ended up running too much too soon right afterwards. And I was running a race, I ended up um, the last half mile of the race having a stress fracture and ended up not knowing it right away, but it ended up making me debilitated basically for the next several months. So that was in October. Like crutches debilitated. Yeah. Like you couldn't do anything. No, um, for four weeks I was supposed to be non-weight bearing and um, it literally happened on October 22nd, November 22nd, I got the email from Ultra Tour about getting into Western States. <laughs> and so here I am, unable to even walk and using crutches still, thinking, oh my gosh, I have to go back to that race. This is the race of my life. Like, I love this race so much. So I knew right then that I was going to dedicate my complete fall, winter, everything to getting recovered. And I was not going to have anything going to you know, set me back. And so I went through physical therapy. I did so much cross training and lifting weights and everything just to be able to get to the start line. And today I can say I'm 100% healthy and I'm super happy. <laughs> um, talk about, because you were, so you were non-weight bearing for a period of time and then you could do little walks and you added in little runs and you eventually did some shorter races and you were able to do a 50 mile race at Silver State in May, um, which you also won, like you've won every race in your comeback basically. Um, talk about the process of adding in miles and training, going from zero to 100 literally. Yes, I remember the first day I was thinking about, I, I can't run a mile. I don't know how I'm going to run 100 miles and is this something I should, you know, I, I was really scared. So I built up very slowly and I did a marathon, a trail race um, down in Kansas and I thought, okay, this will be the first step. If I can get through a trail race that's a marathon distance, I can take another step forward. And I was
was able to run that race, then I thought, okay, I recovered from that. I was sore. I still had injury soreness off and on, but I knew it wasn't the sharp soreness that had been previously. So the next stage was, okay, I'm going to sign up for Silver State, which I knew would be a really good test for me. And if I could finish that, I knew I could run 100 miles. And thankfully, my body was healthy and, and it, it went really well and I was really happy and had continued on then since then and just taking slow steps to get there but it's I've not had a step. Well it's it's good that you're a physical therapist and you were able to keep yourself in check <laughs> and be intelligent in your comeback. I wanted to ask you about something else that I found to be really cool recently and that your mom ran and finished her first 100 mile race. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> she did. Can you tell us about what that was like to like help your mom get ready for it and seeing her finish and, and how cool that was? That's gonna be one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. Uh, she signed up for this race last year actually. She was gonna run Kettle Moraine uh, 100 last year. My grandma had her bout of cancer so she wasn't able to train for it. So this year we decided that would be her goal race and she asked me to pace her the last 37 miles of it and so it was phenomenal to see her get there she was healthy the whole way through her training um, she she ran the race I got to pace her she had the most positive attitude and she would get these lows and she'd be like I'm not quitting I'm gonna finish and just the remarkable experience to, to have with your mother like that is something I will never forget and I will always cherish and she is already thinking of her next 100. So of course. She's excited. Of course. Is she going to be here this weekend? No. No, she okay. but she would love to be. She'll be watching I Run Far, I'm sure. Yeah. And to all those out there, she stopped smoking at age of 40, picked up running. She ran, you know, like one to two miles at a time. And now she's 56, first 100. So it's out there for everyone that you can do this at any age in your life. Ultras are for everybody, literally. Uh, yes. Well, that's a great lesson and uh, a great place to end. So give it up for the 2016 champion, Casey Lichtai. Yeah.